Hello, hello, and welcome back to Baki Taki Season 3, Episode 6. Uh, this episode, Man of the Sea. Uh, we've got a fun guest coming back with the record for longest time between episodes. I was doing the math, I think it was 44 episodes ago. <laughs> welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Now, I will admit, I have not seen all of the episodes in between. Perfect. A plus. <laughs> yeah i was i was looking forward to um because a lot of things have changed since your episode but also some things haven't changed um like there's a lot of uh it's it's funny after your episode people stopped peeing on each other but it it came back um came back this week i was gonna bring it up later i was gonna say was this like a recurring theme but it sounds like maybe it's just an isolated incident yeah, no, it's it, it's weird. It, it it we went through a period where it doesn't happen, and then anyway, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, now, since you're a returning guest, I have a new question for you. So let's say that we are casting the Baki cinematic universe, um, and you, uh, lucky luckily lucky enough for you, you get to cast the main character of Baki. Which actor would you you uh, cast to play that role? I would. I mean, having watched one episode this season where Baki has maybe four lines, um, but just based on his like look and personality, uh, I'm going to go with Tom Cruise, and only because as I watched the intro, I realized that Baki's like five foot six. He's not that tall. Oh my god, that's great. I love the idea of Baki <laughs> being played by a guy in his 50s. <laughs> we live in a cynical world. A cynical world and we work in a business of tough competitors well, I don't know who else you're gonna pick that's like not super tall but is like kind of an action star yeah no I agree I think that I think like you know my my last guest I didn't even ask them to cast Baki and they said Zach Efron um, but I I see uh, Tom Cruise more for the role um, and I think it'd be fun to have Baki be older than his dad. I think that's a fun dynamic. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Tom Cruise has the abs to pull it off, too, because this guy does all his own stunts, right? So. Yes. Yeah. His big. I, I remember his last stunt. He did uh, 100 sit ups, um, which was pretty exciting. Anyway, uh, let's jump right into the episode. So. Um, I just want to get your thoughts because I feel like a lot's changed since you last watched. Um, so what, what did you think as the episode started? Well, I will say that because it was a new, I guess, technically a new series, right? Like there's a separation between Baki and Baki Hanma. So yeah. I did rewatch the opening sequence to see what it was. And that's where I saw that Baki was only like five foot six or so because they had mm-hmm. a shot of him with the, the measuring behind him. Um, some things that I w- had questions about that did not come through the episode whereas there's a praying mantis that seems prevalent um, mm. that didn't show up. Yeah. Um, and then what I couldn't tell was was that the Pentagon that they had to make bigger to deal with these fighters or is that a prison? That oh, was it's... not... See, you're, right. you're, you're making the common mistake. You're thinking about the White Pentagon, um, which is the one a lot of people are familiar with. Um, this series takes place in the Black Pentagon, uh, which is also referred to as Arizona State Prison. Um, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I had the right question. Is this the Pentagon or a prison? And, and we're, it's a prison. Okay. It's both, actually. <laughs> 
Oh, it, well, it is it know. is a pentagon. Um, it's just the black pentagon. And yeah, the the praying mantis. Um, I, I'll just uh, briefly Sparks Notes version. Um, Baki got really into shadow boxing. People can see him fighting the shadows because they're so he's so convincing at it. Um, and he realized that human opponents weren't as impressive as if he fought a 200-pound praying mantis. So uh, that was what episode two was about. He fought a, a giant praying mantis in his basement. Maybe I'll have to go back and just watch episode two to really understand how it was so important that it had to be in the opening sequence so that everyone who ever watches it sees a praying mantis. It's not, in my opinion, it's not that it was so important and more that it was so rad that like, there's no reason not to show it in the opening sequence. Um, Fair enough. Um, So yeah. So yeah, the opening, the opening, it's, it's so funny. I find this opening to be like the craziest opening theme of any of the ones so far um and no nobody's talked about it like you're the only one who's come in with like any questions from it everybody else i feel like is so like um i guess just over the absurdity of baki that they're just like oh yeah okay no no questions <laughs> like you're the only one who's yeah. asked about the praying mantis <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like i don't know you start an anime and at least you gotta watch the opening sequence like at least once right just be like well what is this like of course you know if i watch the series then yes after episode one or two i'll start skipping it but the first episode you got to watch you know the opening and the ending just to, to get a full yeah. feel for it yeah well, and we'll, we'll get to the ending i i think that's the world's cheapest ending this season but uh <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so this episode uh begins where the last one ended uh in the fight between the mouth and our good friend iron michael go on do it give it all you got iron michael did you, did you get a good sense of who these characters that were? I mean, I got a so the I think the opening line is from the guard saying uh, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he says something Iron Michael, and I was like, oh, so did Steve pick me because his name is Michael? And I quickly <laughs> assumed no, but no. Um, that was kind of the introduction to him, and then they go on to talk about like his his trainer teaching him the the peekaboo fighting style. Did you did you uh, pick up who Iron Michael is based on? I haven't thought about it, so you just asked that question, and I'm gonna have to try and take a guess at Mike Tyson only because there's the name Mike. Yeah, yeah, he's he's Mike Tyson. Okay. Okay. So no, I did not pick up on that when I was watching it. Yeah. Um, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did appreciate that they gave a bit of a flashback to his his training or his fighting style, like the peekaboo. Um, mm-hmm. A man named Sam D'Amato, who deserves the credit for creating the magnificent peekaboo fighting style that you're known for. You bring the gloves so close to the jaw that you could almost bite into them, completely covering the vital areas. Which, I watched the episode twice to like really try and make sure I understood what I was talking about. Um, the second time I watched it, I realized this is the... I think this might I don't know if this is a theme for the season or just this episode but they like are really focused on showing off people's glutes but in the flashback it was the first time I the second time watching it I saw that they the guy he was fighting they made sure to pan up or down I guess just enough to show his glutes before they switched scenes yeah I I believe that I think that could be an intentional motif for the season because there's a lot of glutes yeah yeah I like I said the first time I was like oh that's kind of whatever and then the second time I watched I was like no I think this has got to be they're doing it on purpose 
Um, I, and then I don't know what the mouth is supposed to represent, other than that there's three of them, and I think it's it's uh, mouth, uh, teeth, and something. You can remember them uh, yeah. thanks to the the warm up exercise: the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Um, oh Jesus! Or you could also remember them because they are the teeth. Your your teeth, your lips, and your mouth are the greatest three per three part combo in the world. Is what we learned um, last week. Um, like if you ate a piece of fish, the like the the synchronicity that's going on between those parts of your body is unmatched in the natural kingdom. Okay, bring it back to synchronicity. This all makes more sense. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was glad I could drop that in there. <laughs> The way, the way to describe the mouth is, like, the mouth is apparently not an identical triplet, but just three dudes who look very similar to each other. Um, and they sort of demonstrate the idea of, yeah, you might be good at martial arts, but could you beat three random dudes who attacked you at the same time? Like, that's, that's the mouth. Three, three random right. dudes who are going to punch you at the same time. Well, and every action movie ever suggests that yes, you can, but I mean, like I'm thinking, like you know, John Wick or something, where he gets attacked by lots of people at the same time. The answer is sure, three three of you doesn't matter. That would actually be so good um, if like an, an entire scene of John Wick was him just losing because three guys <laughs> were punching him at the same time. <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, well, that's a disappointing movie. Hey, editor Steve here. Um, John Wick is a great comparison here, but it made me think of an even better uh, Keanu Reeves moment. Watching the mouth fight Mike Tyson and then going to watch uh, Neo fight 10,000 Mr. Smiths in an alleyway is so funny. Um, Because... The, like the the Smiths are just like the mouth in that they're all identical guys, but instead of three guys standing in a triangle, it's like four hundred guys <laughs> running and jumping out of the woodwork, um, and just getting completely destroyed by Neo. Um, and and yeah, made me made me think how Neo would do up against uh, Mister Number Two. But anyway, just just a a fun little uh, viewing recommendation, uh, a pairing, if you will. Um, I did like, though, yeah, they're like, oh, if, if there's a whole, whatever, they're fighting Iron Michael, and he already seems at a disadvantage when the episode starts. I don't know if there's something leading up to that, but the episode, I guess, begins with them, like, basically giving him a beatdown and talking about, like, oh, yeah, you might be able to dodge a single opponent as the best in the world, but when three of us punch you, at least two are going to land, and it's like, well, I'd I don't know if that's necessarily true for one, but fine. Let's say you, you get yeah. one or two that land. Um, and so then they like give him this like enormous beatdown. And there's this nice cut to like, I don't, it, I guess they're like trying to preface what they're about to do next, but they talk about like, okay, like if you're a, a woman or a child <laughs> and you're fighting a grown man, then. When it comes to techniques that a woman or child might effectively use in order to defeat a larger man, The first is to strike the testicles. The second is to gouge the eyes. If they're male, is one, attack their testicles. And then, if not that, attack their eyes. And then they said, the third technique, if you can call it a technique, which is like, okay, we'll call it whatever you want, I guess, is to use your heel. Even a small child can use their heel to smash in a grown man's whatever, face or body parts or something. Even an elementary school student who barely weighs 65 pounds can take out a large man with a stomp to the face. Yeah. 
which they then proceed to do, right? So, like, the three of them beat on Iron Michael, who can't dodge. They can dodge one of them, but not three of them. Um, and then they just, like, curb stomp his face. It's it's so um, funny. Like, like those shots... The, the shots where it just shows them all, like, kicking at the same time is humorous. But when they were hitting him in the face, his head looked like it was made of rubber. Like, did you see how much, like, it was bending what? from the kicks? I thought for sure it was going to be like, okay, like his nose has been inverted and he's got like a cave in his face now. Like this is something that they're going to have to like acknowledge by the end of the episode. Like either he's no longer a character in this anime because he's, you know, passed on from, from being a contender um, or whatever. But anyway, they like stomp his face in and then they're going to cut his arm so he can't make a fist, which seems like, you know, after you've destroyed this person's face, is that really what you need to do? But I guess you want to make sure they never, ever come back to, like, fight you. So they're going to go, like, sever his tendons? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and and just for clarity there, uh, the, the, these guards have been paid off by the International Boxing Committee, who don't want Mike Tyson to return. So, <laughs> Okay, that. this makes a lot more sense. The guard is, like, cheering for him, but at the same time just standing there looking completely ineffective. Like, he's providing not even good commentary. He's just like, I hope you can do it, Iron Michael. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true, like... A lot of times in Baki, he'll put an uh, like an audience stand in whose job is to like be amazed and point out things about martial arts. But this guy, this guy just continuously is like, not the champ, Iron Michael, no. <laughs> yeah. Stop it, no. Oh, Iron Michael, you can do it, and you're like, oh, okay, and then, <laughs> but no. Uh-huh. Um. But he does have a savior, I guess, of kinds, who yep. I, I had to look this up because I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I, I look up the character and it's incorrectly romanized, apparently, frequently, as Che Guevara, but it's apparently Jun Guevara. I think um, how, how the show goes with it, I think it's he, his, his name is Jun Guevara. He goes by Jay Guevara. That, that's, that's what I like to call him. I know the wiki has has some differing opinions on it. I yeah, I had to look it up because I was like, okay, like, is this is this what I think it's supposed to be? And the answer is kind of. <laughs> um, yeah. So his savior and his roommate, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Comes in. Um, whatever. They're about to sever this guy's tendon, right? And then it's very much like Tuxedo Mask and Sailor Moon. Like this thing, like slashes in. It's a pinwheel. Um, (laughs) And then he does the possibly the slowest (laughs) entrance ever where he rolls in between these people. Hey, Editor Steve here. So this is one of my favorite moments of the season, but it doesn't translate particularly well to audio. So what we're going to do here is a little audio commentary of the scene. Um, And I'll I'll try and paint a picture of what's going on. So, looking out into the darkness, we can see nothing. A dark prison uh, courtyard. Uh, But then, slowly, Jay Guevara is doing a continuous somersault. He sort of looks like a human tumbleweed. The mouth is now shaking in fear looking at it. Jay Guevara has now traveled across the entire courtyard. He's rolled past them. He is rolling. He's still rolling. He just hit a wall. And now everybody is watching him and he's fallen over. 
everybody is shaking in fear of Che Guevara. And then he says, I feel sick now. But I want to point out, and this is the second thing I saw, where as he's rolling, they made sure that his glutes were quite visible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's an intimidation uh, roll. An intimidation right, somersault. Like, yeah, he rolled, I mean, they're like, I want to do a roll into combat, and he rolled a 20, and they're like, okay, well, I guess <laughs> your glutes are going <laughs> to shine. <laughs> Uh, and then he proceeded to roll 20 times because he goes across like the entire like field that they're in right yeah prison courtyard thing and he just rolls in and then he stands up and I I don't understand so he says man how ironic my head is spinning like crazy and this thing isn't spinning at all and I was like, is this really irony? Like, it's just, maybe there's no wind. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and it, that was like his opening line. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's how you meet, that's, yeah. It's a great first impression of Che Guevara. <laughs> is this his first appearance in the series? No, no. He's, okay. he's, uh, we, we spent a few episodes learning about, um, his, his history, um, he, being a pirate and all that jazz. Um, did you, okay. did you, did you like know right away that he, you were, did you think like, this guy looks like Che Guevara? Oh, God, no. Okay. <laughs> like, I was trying to, I was like, they kept saying like Guevara, and I was like, is this, is this the, like, that's why I had to go look it up after. I was like, is this who I think it is? I'm trying to think about like exactly what happens next. He he talks to them about like, oh, you're three fighters. He he says something where he tricks them into looking up at the moon, and oh, then he yeah. snaps his fingers, and he's like, oh, I could have like killed one of you right now, and like then your formation would be like useless. Yeah. Um, and they all seem a little like bothered by it. But then, but then they get into a triangle, and they're not bothered anymore. You're through, Guevara. You see, once you've allowed us to get into this formation, any small chance that you had is gone. He's like, oh, you're all so much more uh, at ease now that you've come into this formation. And they're like, well, yes, this is the best. If you take any kind of action, we can respond because we're in a triangle. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, so as you alluded to at the beginning, which they then decide to take action. Um, one of them snaps their fingers, and I don't know if that's related to him snapping his fingers, but they do it. Yeah. He looks over his shoulder, saying the other guy goes to kick or punch. It doesn't really matter what. Yeah. The next thing it flashes to is a nice stream, you know, if, if you want mm -hmm. to call it that. A, uh, a stream of urine um, coming at, I don't know if it's mouth or lip or whoever, um, from Mr. Guevara. Uh, mm -hmm. and I did want to notice I did replay the scene to make sure that I wasn't incorrect he is wiggling and showing his ass so once again the glutes coming in as the theme um, and, and yeah <laughs> it's so ridiculous right and, and I'm pretty sure the last time I was here being a guest there was also the scene with Sikorsky taking mm -hmm. some urine onto someone so I was like okay like is this just like a Baki theme where like they show their dominance by urinating um, 
which maybe is not because you've said that uh, that it kind of took a bit of a break. So I'm just I, I get the exceptional privilege of watching more urine um, yeah. come through. I'll, I'll, I think that'll be my new rules. I'll just bring you back whenever uh, whenever somebody starts peeing on somebody. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think it's a it's a dominance thing. Um, it, just, it just there's so many different things you can do in Baki. It's like you got to spin the wheel, and just sometimes this comes up. Um, yeah, I yeah, I I thought this was um, just hilarious, um, <laughs> especially because like he keeps peeing for a while. And he makes a perfect circle um, on the ground, like like protractor quality. I mean, if if you're peeing on your opponents, I assume you've got practice. So that that didn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then then um, this was the, the the fight took another brave direction. So Jay Guevara's techniques, we know that he can throw a pinwheel very hard. He can somersault in and then pee on all of his opponents. Um, and then his next big move was to lay down on the ground. Um, I thought he was going to do some type of Ali Agari maneuver type of shit. Um, however, uh, the mouth proceeds to uh, use their heels and uh, beat the shit out of him for a good 15 seconds. Anyway, the devil who ruined your relationship as an unbreakable trio is just lying down here on the ground right in front of you. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Um, what was your did, did you think Jay Guevara was like full of shit at this point or did you, did you think he was on to something uh, I kind of made the assumption that when he lay down he was expecting something to happen what I did find upsetting about this was that they literally talked about it maybe six or seven minutes before, how the heel to the face, you know, is one of the three techniques that a less experienced good fighter can use, and they literally lay into him with their heels, and you're like, okay, so, like, are they, they're, and maybe this is a Baki thing, do they, like, immediately give you a fact and then take two minutes to then disprove that fact? Um, yeah. It, it's a hundred percent that you, if if you run out of impressive things, you have to create new impressive things. Like we just spent a whole episode learning that one guy can't beat up three guys, only to then immediately learn how wrong we are. Right, right. So how how wrong is that? Plus, we're going to talk about how good heels are. But just kidding, these yeah. did basically nothing. Oh my god, they should have gouged his eyes out while he was down there. Gouge his eyes. Right, um, they have knives. They they pulled it out earlier. They could have used the knife. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 at least they're good sports. Uh, so Jay Guevara is able to easily get out of this by just standing up, because um, <laughs> it, yeah. it didn't really hurt. Um, and then uh, the mouth decides to enter their ultimate uh, attack mode, uh, the tetrahedron. Um, which which is a whole new twist on the idea that the triangle is the strongest shape. Um, if, if, you, if you just have enough like buff guys making up the triangle. Well, but, I mean, of course, once you turn it 3D, you've got a whole other dimension. Yeah. Well, they were using 3D. Like one of the guys was like up six feet in the air. You know, they they had they had levels right. going on. Well, that's the tetrahedron right over the triangle. You've got yeah. the 
Yeah. Um, they did do that. And then he, I don't remember what caused him to do this. He said something about the wind. Wind. Here, nice wind. Did he just call the wind? He made some comment about wind. And then he looks like he's putting like, uh, you know, like baseball players put like the whatever paint under their eyes for the mm -hmm, sun. Mm -hmm. So he does like the one stroke. And on the next shot is him with like a full almost face tattoo all over his face. Um, so he's, I guess that's him doing his like whatever, the equivalent of a Super Saiyan transformation. He's painted his face. He's good to go. Yeah. Honestly, that's a good that's a good uh, explanation. Especially if you look in the opening credits, see like he like has like a Super Saiyan transformation with like a blue laser shooting out of the ground. So yeah, um, which which again nobody asks about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so so Jay Guevara in he's now or Super Saiyan God mode Jay Guevara um, up against the mouth. Uh, and he just does what I think, you know, anybody would have expected Iron Michael to do, and he just punches one of the guys so hard that it basically kills them. Um, also, one of my favorite punches in the show, that guy, like, is flipping over in the air like a pinwheel for about five seconds, I'd say. Um, I mean, he kind of rolls the same way that he rolled in, but... <laughs> 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 exactly <the> sky. <laughs> that's that's the other motif Cir circular motion um yeah so that so uh i think after that one member of the mouth is knocked out maybe dead uh one of them pees their pants and runs away um in probably the most emasculating shot i've seen on baki lip the leader of the mouth felt the urge to run <laughs> As every cell in his body told him this man isn't human. As he fled, he added to the puddles of urine already collected. Um, and the other just uh, gives up. So. Yeah. The guy who is left hanging on the roof, who then slowly falls down, but then is just kind of ignored. <laughs> Since the three of them could no longer depend on their combination, there was no need to even bother trying to settle the fight. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I was watching, or I, again, played that once or twice to see what actually happens, and he seems to kind of do a double dodge at the same time. Like, he dodges the kick and the punch and, like, delivers the punch, which, you know, if only Iron Michael had learned how to dodge more than one thing at a time, he could have been as good as John Wick. Yeah. But, I, get, I, um, guess, I guess that's the thing, is in boxing, you don't usually have to worry about another guy coming in and punching you from the side. That's true. You know, boxing is, is a one-on-one -on -one thing. So already the mouth is disqualified from boxing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, and I think that's kind of like the end of, of the conflict, right? Then he, he talks to the guard and says like, oh, you're here. You should clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been, there's been a bit of a mess down here. Um <laughs> And then and then he talks to his roommate Iron Michael, um, which is fun. Uh, I've never gotten the impression they really talked to each other much. Um, but... The whole conversation was a little bizarre. Oh, if it isn't Iron Michael, you seriously forgot about me. Who like Iron Michael comes up to like thank him or, or something, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot you were here," and it's like, "Oh, but 
but like you came over but you forgot like what like what did you come over for in the first place just to have uh, i think he mentions it later oh is it good to get out to get some exercise he was just like, somersaulting just around and <laughs> didn't realize where he ended up yeah you know so there's some people over here let me go check that out my, fa- my um, favorite part like, is oh yeah you you go oh i was gonna say and then he's like oh but like i can't i don't remember what it was he's like we're roomies like of course we do that for each other <laughs> oh my god they were roommates yeah no oh. if, if you're not roommates if, if, if roommates won't help you who will um my favorite part was the was like the microaggression later on where he tried to call mike tyson his brother really i ought to be the one thanking you my brother um, <laughs> I didn't know what that was all about but it was certainly awkward yeah, I, just, I honestly feel like it was just Jay Guevara trying to be a, trying to be a black but anyway the, the Japanese leader of the um, his own island nation small but impressive as comes out later yeah What's, the funny, the funniest thing about Jay Guevara, like, so with Muhammad Ali, like, we had a whole season about him, and the way that he got around it was just, make, you know, because Muhammad Ali was like sixty when he was writing this, is just give him a son, but with Jay Guevara, who you know died ages ago, um, they were just like, well, or Che Guevara died ages ago, they were like, we're gonna make a guy who's like almost exactly Jay Guevara, che Guevara but he's first of all he's japanese secondly he's not from cuba he's from some random island that we will never say the name of um and he is i don't know the number one enemy of the united states government um he must also live like 100 years because they show the flashback of him on a pirate boat it's got to be from like (laughs) 18 something you're like we were talking about this it looks like he's sailing around on the black pearl but like there's there's uh in the previous episode we saw him like taking on modern cruise ships uh in his little pirate sailboat so this this was uh this was something that he was just doing in the year 2000 was sailing the seas on that boat and they didn't think that maybe if they took their steel boat and rammed it into it it would just (laughs) we'd all be done steel we're, we're past the bronze age we're past the steel age uh we are officially in the age of bare hands um which can okay. which as we as we see segue into the next scene um bare hands can just twist steel yes they can yeah um, there's a whole um what happens they they leave they go back to their their cell i guess if you can call it that it's yeah is it a cell that seems like there's like eight people staying in there it's it's a cell it has four beds for some reason there's five people who live there jay Guevara sleeps in the uh broom closet it's almost like a bunkhouse really like this is like uh you know like if you're really serious about like training for some sport then you'd be like you know all the athletes are staying together in a bunkhouse you know have you seen like yellowstone there's the bunkhouse i have not okay well maybe other people that have seen it will will get that editor steve here just dedicating this episode to the bunkhouse boys only the real ones can really appreciate this one but it's like they're all kind of like staying together 
for mm-hmm. training maybe i don't know i don't know who else is really staying there because it other people appear and other than baki i have no idea who they are so because they never they don't have lines in this episode and they don't say anything to be fair they they really don't do much beyond that like you're, i think what you're supposed to okay. realize is there's iron michael baki jay Guevara, the big guy and the little guy that's that's the room <laughs> Right. Yeah. So like you're saying they go to they go back to the room or their bunk or whatever, and um, it's their cell. Mr. They're they're all in prison. Uh, cell bunk. You know. Yeah. It, it's big. It's big for a cell. But Mr. Oliver comes up. Mr. Oliver. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Um, and opens the door and not by the key or anything. He literally fucking twists it off. <laughs> uh, I guess I should maybe not swear on your anyway. Um, you're allowed he to swear. The door off. <laughs> off of the hinges or something and the guard's like wait we can open it for you i swear we can do it and then he's like i don't care put a curtain on there and they're like that wouldn't be much of a prison (laughs) and that that's it that's all they have to say about it it wouldn't be much of a prison if we put a curtain there but he doesn't care so he opens it this is kind of in response to like Guevara and baki having a conversation where baki i don't even know what he was saying i can't remember he was asking a question and Guevara interrupts him and says, no, I won't, won't be your boyfriend, but we can fight anytime you want. Mr. Guevara, whether you win or lose the fight against Oliver, I don't care. But the next day after the fight, I asked Sorry, you, but I'm going to have to say no. I won't be your boyfriend. I think that's what Baki was going to ask, and that's why he's so upset, is <laughs> that he did want Jay Guevara to be his boyfriend. I'll never know. Um, yeah. He didn't give him the opportunity. Uh, and then Mr. Oliver shows up and says, hey, you were talking about fighting. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Oliver and Guevara start talking about um, yo-yos um, and, uh, and such. I became a man and stopped wanting candy. And I stopped playing with my yo-yo, too. When I grew up, I stopped playing tag. I also stopped playing with toys. And I gave up collecting cards. Yeah, it's a very strange conversation about like their their childhoods and like how they grew up, and it's like, but the one thing we never grew up from was fighting. Like, it's the one thing that we always had and we have in common, and like we're never gonna like let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Uh, which was you know something I guess for them to to compare and say we're the same. You're what do you say? You're um, I wrote it down. Let me just. God may have given you gifts of a first-rate character, keen intelligence, and clearly plenty of leadership skill, but you have one flaw, and it's the same as me. <laughs> oh, and to, and I have this written down, and then they do a pan to the people of the that room, and it does show all their glutes once again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that it, despite your age, no one likes to lose when fighting is like the, the whole thing. Yeah. I love it. I think that's a. I, I love that scene. I, th- I think it's fun that they're bonding, and then I, I think Baki ruins it. He does. Baki, and this is, I guess, Baki gets all upset that they're having a conversation without him and tries to get in there. And I honestly don't even remember what he says, but then Mr. Oliver. He and... says, wah, wah, Why won't you be my boyfriend? I believe is the direct quote. <laughs> Are you two just screwing with me? I sat here quietly listening to you talk about how fighting is all that remains and how you're fighting for another. Keith, going on and on about what's necessary for fighting and what is it? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it could have been. 
Um, and then they both basically take him and like shove him out of the room against the railing, I guess. Yeah. Stop making kissy faces and bragging about it. Which causes all sorts of damage to appear on his body that I'm pretty sure you would not get from just the railing, but that's fine. Um, and poor Baki is basically wounded there. And they talk about how easy it is to rile up the Hanma blood. It's it's the most potent um, liquid in, in the world. I yes. Believe. Out of all the fluids in the entire world, the most potent one, and apparently the most easily riled one, is Hanma blood. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about what it was. They, they interrupt, and then they say, oh, I wonder what it was that, like, bothered you. And then they talk about, and they're like, oh, did we make too many kissy faces at one another? And Guevara's like, well, I didn't, but maybe you did with your... Because I guess I missed a part where they talk about Oliva's woman, I guess, in his life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to meet her soon. Um, not okay. not yet, though. Yeah, he yes. fights. He fights for his uh, his lovely uh, woman in his life, um, and he shows uh, Jay Guevara a little um, a little handkerchief that he has. Um, and and what what yeah. makes this so special to him? <laughs> well, it's not hers. No, no, no. That would be too stimulating. They say, <laughs> um, but it is a handkerchief from a town or a city that she lived in. And when he smells it, he can, uh, feel her? <laughs> How stimulating that is. Is that handkerchief a present from her or something? <laughs> nope, you're wrong. Hmm? This is just something that I bought in the town where she used to live. Wait a sec. Wait. You mean that isn't even something that belonged to her, really? Come on, don't be ridiculous. Something like that would be far too stimulating for me to deal with. And yeah, he he says, uh, I don't know, he I don't know what he says, but he hands it over to Guevara and says, "Look, like you know, appreciate this." And what does Guevara do? <laughs> he spits at it. <laughs> the guttural uh, no from Oliver afterwards, just the pure horror that is his <laughs> handkerchief from the same town that his his woman was from. Oh, go ahead. It's the most fragrant thing in the entire world. The horror and then... I love that he just like runs out after like you know like a child that's just lost his favorite toy like he doesn't fight back he doesn't do anything he's just like crying and runs out and like this guy who just ripped open a door is like devastated by this act yeah but honestly like everybody f find find yourself find yourself a partner like oliver who, who would be too overstimulated to even own anything that you've ever touched I, yeah. I, I was just don't. amazed by that. I mean, it must be like a cheap person to live with, right? You don't have to give any gifts because, like, they couldn't have anything you touched. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of how I am. If I if somebody gave me something from Liverpool, I would I would um, know that oh, uh, yes. the, <laughs> the amazing... From the same town, yeah. It's just like how a fan can feel the presence of the legendary quartet when they look at a souvenir they bought from Liverpool. As these wonderful people. 
hundred percent chance that that was written just because the guy wanted to draw the Beatles. <laughs> the very, a very yeah. like artist or caricature take on uh, the four of them. Yeah, I forgot about that until you brought it up. They did definitely just bring that in of like you would if it's the same as if you had oh, what do they say? Fans who can feel the presence of uh, greatness or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. But yeah, that's that's sort of what the episode ends on. Uh, Oliver runs away. Baki is drooling a lot um, after getting knocked out, uh, or not knocked out, but close to it. Um, and uh, we're getting closer to the inevitable matchup between Jay Guevara and Mister Oliver. Uh, so, Mike, two questions. Uh, yeah. First off, uh, Guevara versus Oliver, Mister Number Two versus Mister Unchained. Who do you think would win? I mean, I have to think that Guevara is like really a super saiyan, so I gotta pick Guevara. Although Oliver just literally ripped a steel door off its hinges, so I don't know. But I, my money's on Guevara. All right, it's a good bet. Uh, second question for you: It's been forty-ish episodes of Baki since you last watched it. Do you think the show's getting better? I would say. I, I mean it's different but like there were no women in this episode i did not get to learn anything about i have no idea what happened to his girlfriend wife partner whatever baki's Mm -hmm. you know in prison um there was also like the action right at the beginning and that was pretty much it and that was like iron michael getting his face stomped in uh so i think you know uh better no same same but different same but different a good policy um yeah no that's fair uh one other question this was actually a listener question i found out on spotify you can leave you can ask questions to your audience um and this week uh, i got a question from the audience from jacob uh this was a fan question i know my answer but i'll let you answer it first mike how many guys do you think it would take to beat Jay Guevara? Because we saw three was not enough. I mean, like regular people. Like Let, let's let's people. assume that they all they all look like the mouth. Oh, I don't know. Maybe See? like one for each. You know, three three for a body part. I guess one three three per limb plus some extras. <laughs> three guys to fight Jay Guevara's left arm. I think yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right. I would I would have said nine, and I the way I would angle it is that it's like the mouth but squared, so you have like mm. the you have instead of three guys go forming a triangle, you have three triangles forming a triangle around you. So even if you try and punch one part of the triangle, two guys there will punch you back, and then six guys will punch you from behind. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's uh that's everything I wanted to bring up. Uh, did did you have anything you wanted to to touch upon or? No, no. Like I said, I I took some notes this time, and really the theme was the glutes, and I feel like I've I've expressed my feelings on that. <laughs> I'm glad you've expressed your glute <laughs> feelings. All right. Well, that is the that that's it then for episode six. So we've got seven more episodes before we run out of episodes. Um, I have some fun ideas uh, for the remaining ones. Um, not next week. Next week will be completely normal. <laughs> but I, th- I think I've got some fun ideas. 
Um, so that's all the Baki. We've got the Taki. And uh, see you all next week.